Last time, our adventurers rescued Henry's wife, Atlas's mother, and at the end of that tunnel, they found themselves a door. A door that opened much more than they would have expected. A door that would unlock the next leg of their life. And now, they must find Findel. Findel the man who is supposed to have the answers they seek about the loot they pulled from the cave. With the loot in hand, the adventurers find themselves in the cave that the bandits had used as a hideout. The cave which held artifacts from long ago. Now our adventurers need to make a decision on what to do next. So what do you guys want to do? Leave the cavern. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to stay here. Yeah. Cool. That's it's your choice. Just kind of take that away. I just want to remind you that you guys just finished that fight, um, and I, while you did right. level, you're not like fully healed or anything like that. So I just want you to have that option whether you want to take a long rest, short rest, or just head back. Like, I mean, I I don't want to sleep in the cave. Okay. Um, I don't. I I will sleep in a bed at the inn when we return. <laughs> I'll go to the red roof inn. They're keeping the light on for me. I mean. Do you guys uh, want to take a short uh, rest? I don't think so. Uh, I would I would like to take a little a little breather. Is everybody in with that? We'll see, yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh do you have the Bardic Rest ability already? I yeah. do. Nice. Okay. So you guys get an extra D six. If you oh, spend nice. hit dice. Yep. So you, it should be able to bring you back up pretty okay. quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Easy, capped it. Yeah. Uh, so that would involve you uh, singing me to my rest. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. What song did you play? The yeah. group. Tell me a little bit about it. Um, it's gonna be "Sleep," "Heavy Sleep" by Grouper. I'm not familiar, honestly. Can you I sing me like... a couple parts? No, I can't. I feel like okay. Devin's it's an instrumental is gonna have to be like put in YouTube links of these songs that uh, Alex references every time. Could you play the mouth banjo for me? Just give me a little <laughs> taste of what it sounds like. I'm actually not proficient in mouth banjos. Damn it. Okay, so you guys take a short rest. And you guys heal up, you lick your wounds in the last fight, and now with loot in hand, you guys make your way out of the cave, correct? Correct. Yes. Cool. As you guys kind of walk your way out of this cave, um, you guys need to roll perception checks for me, please. Ooh. Uh, Danger around the corner. Atlas got a five. I got an eight. The late crescendo rolled a three. Ah, oh, <laughs> excellent, excellent. You We're all really so stoked well about this, our stuff. At this perception roll. Um, yeah, so you guys walk out of the cave and start making your way through the woods. 
and probably about an hour into the walk, um, you guys are going to get ambushed. That makes sense. Happens yeah. every time. I don't think we should. Is it too <laughs> say I was looking behind me the whole time? We deserve it. Um, yeah, but you roll perception checks to see if you spotted these guys. Uh, so I gave you your opportunity. And but what so, about my passive perception? It doesn't meet this. I so like, it. I just picture these guys are standing at the mouth of the cave, and we like just like don't see them, and then they're like, "All right, well we're just gonna attack these guys." I mean, they were hiding in the the tree line that you guys exited into. If you remember, the cave was in the woods, but that's fair. Um, so yeah, you guys are walking, and you guys get ambushed from the back, and uh, marching orders had. Kristoff in the Atlas back. Yeah. No, I was I was middle. You no, were middle. You no, know, that's Alex yeah. was middle boy. Yeah. Yeah, because you were back, and then um, Henry uh, was the very very back. So that's um, true. Cause you couldn't see in the dark. Roll a Constitution saving throw for me, please. Okay. Uh, that is a fifteen. Uh, you're good, but you're gonna take two bludgeoning damage as you're hitting the back of the head with an axe. Ow! Oh, gosh. Yep. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Ow. And so as that happens, um, we're going to have a little scenario here because behind you, you see three very familiar faces. You see Craig, the half-orc, mm. and the dwarf and the elf. And Craig says, uh, All right, well, I want your gold. I will give you my axe. I attack immediately. <laughs> and I want your life. Okay, roll for initiative, boys. That 16. is a 21. Oh, dang. If we've learned anything from our D&D adventures... You have to say your name. Uh, No, I mean, that's not what I was going to go with, because I'm going to ask for all your initiatives again. Um, It's just that, like, Shane says things like, that NPC that doesn't mean shit, he's going to mean everything now. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, Atlas, what did you roll? Atlas rolled a 16. And Rowan? 21. And Kristoff? 22. Ooh, these are all high initiatives, so let me roll for my three banger bros here. The banger bros. Not so good. Um, they're like, even though they had the ambush, they're just like late to the party, it looks like. <laughs> They got their well, surprise round. I got, I got the the blood to prove it. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Okay, so let's set up the uh, the combat here. Uh, behind you, directly in front of Kristoff, is um, Craig, the big, the half elf orc, wielding his uh, axe in his hand. Uh, Fifteen feet back is uh, the elf that you don't know the name of, and he's wielding a bow. And then. Uh, five feet back from Craig, kind of on his flank, is the dwarf wielding a two-handed maul. And we're going to start combat with Kristoff. Uh, but before we get to that, Rowan, what is your dex modifier? Uh, plus three. Oh, much better than his. So you're going to go second. Okay. Uh, if this is on you, Kristoff. What would you like to start the party with? And you are face to face with Craig, with a gaping wound. That's a tough question because all of my instincts, uh, as Scott Shane, tell me, you know, murder, 
murder and never stop murdering. But Kristoff, <laughs> I think, uh, has led a gentler life than the Chainsaw, and so um, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn to Craig, and I'm going to uh, I'm gonna speak to him. I'm gonna use I'm gonna use my mouth words. Okay. And I'm and I'm gonna say, uh, Craig, you do not understand what you're doing here. Turn away now, and all can be forgiven. And that's going to be a diplomacy check. Okay. So uh, and that is a 19. That's pretty high. Um, diplomacy, kind of my steez. And he's not very bright, and so he's going to contest that with a wisdom roll. So I'm going to have to roll pretty high. So what's your total value, 19? 19 total value. Oh, I basically have to roll a crit 20. Um, I don't. Uh, so he says, Uh, I, I'm pretty sure I want to rob you. Yeah, no. Uh. And he looks like, yeah. looks back to his guys, and they're like, giving him like the, no, 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 we're gonna rob you thing. Um. You're better than that, Craig. You're an adventurer. You value your skills, you value your work, your, your reputation speaks for your worth 20 gold a piece. I've heard it on the streets. That kind of value comes with integrity. You're not some common thug, some bandit. You fight the bandits. And, and he says, good point. For 20 gold, I won't fight you. Oh, does anyone have a gold? He actually took one of mine earlier for a beer, so... To be fair, you chugged his beer earlier. What, or, or Craig, can it be 19 gold instead since I gave you one earlier? Uh, no, my fee is 20 gold. And you you hear the dwarf go, Why are you talking to him? I thought we were going to rob him, Craig. No, wait, wait. We might be able to get 20 gold out of these guys. Uh, I'm going to introduce you to Willow now. And that's my axe's name now. Forever okay. is Willow. It's, 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 so he, he turns around and he speaks to the elf? Uh, so yeah, well he doesn't like fully turn around. He's speaking to the dwarf. But he like turns his head to talk to him. Uh, would it be fair to say that I could move out of his threatened range without incurring an attack of opportunity? Because I think because speaking? you had a good roll. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, then I'm going to step back 10 feet and hurl an ice knife at the elf. Just so I... And then five feet back is the elfman. No, the elfman's 15 back and kind of like staggered. And then the dwarf is like right behind him. Okay, so I'm going to throw an ice knife at the dwarfman. Okay. Whoever's in the middle. So like he's within a five feet radius of Craig, correct? Yeah, he would. Okay, so I'm going to throw the ice shard, the ice knife at uh, dwarfman. Uh, and that is going to be a... 17 to hit AC. And this is Ice Knife? Can, uh, for yeah, the podcast, knife. will you... Yeah, so Ice Knife is a, is a spell from um, Unearthed Arcana and then later uh, Xanathar's Guide to Everything. Uh, it's basically... Uh, it's it, So a lot of spells we have that will require an attack roll. Some of them require uh, some sort of ability check or saving throw to be done by the, the target of the spell. This one's kind of a little bit of both. So the initial attack is, is you summon a shard of ice using your, your magical energies and you hurl it like a gotcha. like a projectile so at, at a at a target 
um, if that attack is successful, it's just like you hit him in the chest with like a dagger or whatever. It does 1d10 damage. Is this the damage of the ice shard? Then the ice shard explodes. Uh, whether it's a hit or a miss, the ice shard explodes, and uh, every creature within a five-foot radius of where you threw it has to make a, uh, a dexterity saving throw, or they will take some additional cold damage. Got it. Okay, so, I'm sorry, did you throw the knife at uh, Craig or the dwarf? The dwarfman. Okay, so the dwarf, that is, I'm pretty sure that's going to hit. Yeah, so that hits him, and how much damage do you do to him? I do to him the princely sum of five damage. Okay, and then Craig's got to roll a dexterity saving throw. And so does the dwarfman. Damn, that's strong. Yeah, it's, it's the earliest AoE spell you can get. And each creature, wow. Okay, so the Dwarfman rolls two. Okay, so the Dwarf is going to take full damage. Craig is not. Okay. Uh, and that's going to be pretty good. That's going to be ten damage. So five and, and ten. Okay. Of uh, cold damage. Alright, so the Dwarf's going to take... Craig's going to take five. Okay. And, all right, so what happens is you throw this uh, knife dagger spell, and Craig uh, like sees it coming because he watches you back away, or he he turns around to see you backed away, and he's more alerted, and so he kind of like ducks his shoulder back, and the dwarf behind him just has one of those oh shit, and it hits, and so Craig, being already of sound mind, like got like this is not a good thing, and kind of does a duck, and so ice just kind of scales across him dwarf just takes it full on front and when he like stands back up his beard is just like rock solid ice <laughs> yeah i was desperately hoping for the uh the old uh <laughs> miss me what's your name and for you boom but, uh, and then i'll go ahead and i will take my full movement speed of an additional 20 feet uh, uh backwards are you a wild sorcerer i'm not okay just track Dragon so I... yeah, yeah all right so the Dragonic Heritage. Okay. Uh, thank God. That wild yes. magic hurts. <laughs> wild magic is so fun, though. It's one of my favorite things in all of D&D. Okay. Uh, so that's going to be Rowan is next up. I will cast Bane. <laughs> so you summon Luchador-ass Bane from the <laughs> Batman series. He comes yeah. and he breaks, he breaks his back. <laughs> I, I was born in the darkness. You we were really adapted to it. Exactly. Okay. Exactly um, so if you want to read it, you can, or I can read it. Uh, up to three creatures of my choice uh, have to make a charisma saving throw. And if they fail the saving throw, um, whenever they make an attack or saving throw before the spell ends, it's concentration for a minute, uh, they roll a d4 and subtract that from their attack roll and saving throw. Okay, so they're all going to do charisma saving throws. Mm-hmm. And your DM was smart enough to make all their fucking charismas different, I'm sure. Alright. Oh, he's dumb. It's Craig. Uh, well, I think an 18 will succeed for Craig. It does. Uh, the dwarf. Oh, that's the. Uh, 16 for the uh, elf. Mm hmm. And then the dwarf. He's the charismatic one of the bunch. And that's an 18. Yeah, um, they all succeed. They all succeed. The, all, those, yeah. those are my good rolls for the fight, guys. Everything else will be threes and fours. 
Good deal. Uh, okay. We'll get this rolls out of the way. Thanks. So, okay. So, Bane, I imagine that you, um, like, play uh, a song of some sort to cast this. To So, what what song would you play to bestow this curse of yours? Miley Cyrus Wrecking Ball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, none of them, because it just, didn't work. Just all discordant notes. <laughs> yeah, it's just... Yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. It's when you fail on Guitar Hero and it's going... <laughs> to Yeah, just to yeah. upset you. Yep, okay. Yeah. Uh, Alright, that's solid. Uh, so, Craig... Craig, man... Um, so, Shane, just so uh, I'm tracking, you went behind both your teammates, correct? Oh, yeah, I for sure, for sure. 30 That's. I wanted to make sure I heard that correctly. Okay. So he's going to, Craig's going to run up. Actually, this is like poetic, right? He's going to run up to Rowan and he's going to say, worth 20 gold, am I? And he's going to attack. And let's see. I mean, that was how... always your claim, not mine. <laughs> Don't put that on my. No, no, no. <laughs> Rowan came and goes, 20 gold a piece. Remember, he like talks shit about him. So this is poetic. It's super not. So um, he like runs up. And cocky enough, he, uh, uh, oh, still plus five to hit, not even better. Um, so he comes in and goes sideways and is getting really cocky about his ability. And you're like almost haphazardly, you're just like fumbling with your thing, trying to get your, uh, Bane spell to work. And like you look up and just kind of like sidestep. And he, and he just like whips you. You're like, oh, like, oh, oh that's cute. You're right there. And you're messing with your uh, violin. So I'll pay attention to you in a moment. Well, I have a loot now. That's oh, why loot. I suck with it. I'm figuring it there out. There we go. That's right, because <laughs> you have this magical loot. Uh, okay, cool. Next up is going to be Atlas. So just to repaint the field, it's Atlas, Rowan in between you and Craig. Craig uh, now, you know, five feet closer, and then the dwarf ten feet behind Craig, and then the, um, the elf kind of at an angle backwards to the back right i want to attack craig wherever he might be yeah you so you um you step up <laughs> to the side of of rowan and you swing your mighty weapon uh the 21 uh that tracks let me just let me just check my notes yeah that hits i say uh oh, let me show you how that swing is done and then i swing that way swing this way i heard you do swing that way that is a oh, oh gosh. Uh, that is a nine damage. So um, he like you come inside swinging just like he did, and he like brings up his axe to try and meet you, and like misjudges and just takes a big you take a big hunk out of his arm, like blood just <laughs> swirls all through the air as that happens. Um, as you're doing that, it's gonna be the dwarf's turn. Uh, and I mean, assuming you're done, Devin. Yeah, that's it. Okay, cool. So the dwarf is gonna run up to Craig's side uh, on the left-hand side of him, just kind of like meet you face to face, and he's just gonna like golf swing his two two-handed maul at you. And we're gonna see if he hits. Uh, yeah, he does, cause that's a crit twenty. Um, let's see. So we're gonna roll damage twice. Ah, I gotta re-roll that one. Double fail. That actually works out for you, Devin, because that's a one instead. Um, so seven and seven. So you're gonna take fourteen damage. Holy crap! 
strong little dwarf. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I need you to make a strength saving throw, please. Yeah, please. Get advantage on him. Are you raged? Why do you get advantage on strength check? Uh, not the... Uh, oh no, sorry, not advantage. I misspoke. I get a modifier on this. Oh, I was like... Uh, it's an 18. <laughs> oh yeah, you're super fine. So, you take this mall, golf swing and all, right to your stomach, and just... It hurts real bad, yeah, but you're able to keep on your feet. Um, next up is going to be Renoir, or the elf, which now you know his I name. I love it. Yep. Um... So he takes his bow and he's gonna knock it, knock an arrow in it, and he's going to um, he's gonna take a shot at Kristoff, seeing that he's Ali, throwing um, ice <laughs> ice shards at people. So he's going to take a shot at him, and I believe a twenty-two hits. Uh, on on was say Wednesday? Yeah, on Wednesdays the hits. Oh, okay, solid. <laughs> uh, and then you're going to take some alleys. Uh, you're going to take five piercing damage. So he knocks an arrow and he fire, lets it free. And you're just too busy dealing with your spell that you kind of, it like grazes you uh, as it goes by. And top of the order, it's your turn, Kristoff. Uh, I'm going to move 30 feet backwards. Okay. Uh, and then I'm going to drop to the prone. Okay. Actually, uh, remind me, Dwayne, mm -hmm. by the uh, drawing weapons, mm -hmm. how, do I, how do I, does that... Um, as long as you're not like so the i don't know how 5e's exact rules are because they want you to have like a movement cost based on that as long as you're not to in my rules as long as you're not like i pull up my bow and fire and then i put my bow away and pull up my, this weapon like as long as you're not doing a bunch of switching i'm not gonna like charge you movement speed or anything like that just for switching weapons okay so i'm gonna move back 30 feet i'm gonna drop to the prone and i'm gonna pull out my light crossbow um <laughs> And ju just so I have a clear picture, uh, Dwarfman is standing right next to uh, Devin, correct? So, yeah, you actually have, well, you have a four-man brigade there, or you have Rowan. Yeah, 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 I said it wrong twice. You have Rowan, you have um, Devin or Atlas, and then you have Craig in front of Rowan, and then you have um, the Dwarf in front of Atlas. Yeah, I just needed to confirm that the dwarf had a uh, another enemy within five feet of him because when we leveled up last session, uh, I took that level in rogue, and so now using a ranged weapon, I can prompt a sneak attack um, on the dwarfman, and so I will shoot at him with my crossbow. Okay. So that's a light, well, light crossbow. It is. A, it is a light crossbow. And yeah. how far away are you? I am. Eh, I should be we'll say you're 60 inside of 60 feet. feet. Yeah, yeah. You're you're close enough that it doesn't matter. Uh, and that's gonna be 16 plus Dex is that three hits. 19. That hits. Uh, okay, so it's gonna be one d8. That's seven plus a d6 is a three 10 damage. You lay down, and you kind of like line up your shot. And he's too busy hitting Atlas in the stomach with his sweet maw. And you get off a shot, and it, like, pierces through his collarbone and sticks out the other side. And he's looking super bad. Mm. Super bad. Uh, Rowan. And unless you have anything else, Crystal. Nope, that's it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. It. Rowan, your turn. All right, then I want to swap 
the loot out for my rapier and pig stick the dwarf. Okay. Cool. Hit him with the pig stick. Yeah, I'm not gonna hit him with the pig stick. Okay. Unless his unless it's seven hits. Uh you know, not this time. Uh and so I think Wednesday. Yeah, it's Wednesday. Wednesday changes the rules. Um so I think when he like reaches down, like kinda leans over as the arrow hits him, and right as you're like trying to re stab that arrow wound, he just kinda ducks down and you, you go high on it. Mm. Um, so Craig Oh, it's not Craig's turn yet. Okay, go ahead. Because I want a bonus action healing word on Atlas. Okay, cool. He took some alleys. Yes, indeed. So what's that word you say to him? I want to know. Friend. (laughs) (laughs) Craig just has a tear in his eye as as you say that. It heals seven. Yeah, it's like a little little tight. Yeah, it was max. Nice. Hit him with the Care Bear stare. Mm, sure did. I can't hit anyone else, but I can help my friend. Yeah, then I'm done. I don't want to get any opportunity shit. Okay. He's still upset with you for, you know, talking shit about him. So he takes that axe and he puts it puts it in both hands. And he's just going to swing on you again. Uh, fuck. I don't think a nine hits. Wait, yeah, I don't think Does a nine hits. Not. Uh, so he puts his thing in his, he puts his axe in both hands and he strikes at you, but you're just too nimble. You take a step backwards, uh, again, sidestepping, just proving that you are nonchalantly moving out of the way of every one of his attacks. I want to like slow jerk at him too, like eye contact and all. Yeah, you, uh, you do that. You <laughs> give him an obscene gesture. As that, you... is your, that, is, that is your right. That is your right yeah. to taunt the opponent. Uh, Atlas, it is your turn. Uh, I'm definitely just gonna keep attacking good old Craig or Craig. Uh, okay. but this time, I'm gonna go rage mode. Okay, cool. So, you use your bonus action to turn angry. And you're going to and attack Craig. That sounds like, I'm angry. Like, that's how he knows it's going. Okay. Oh, oh, no. oh, no, he's in, he's in trouble. <laughs> Woof. Uh, uh, 15. Uh, let me check. Survey says... Thing. That's it. Oh. Yeah, Tom. Woof. Woof. All right. Fantastic. Give it a D12. That's 11 plus 3 plus 5, 16. Okay, so you take your two-handed axe, and uh, Craig is too busy licking his wounds from missing, and you cut him right across the neck, and he goes down. Mm, Tasty. I'm done. That's it. All right. Uh, oh, is is it fair to say that the last thing he saw was my obscene gesture? I think that is fair to say. I think that's exactly what happened. He's like shocked by what you're doing and just doesn't even see Atlas come across his neck. As he um, as he bleeds slowly, the life draining from his eyes, he looked at you, slow jerking. Yeah. Next up is going to be the Dwarfman. He wondered in his mind if there was a god. And so the, the dwarf man, said no. now seeing Craig <laughs> on the ground, bleeding out, is going to take a swing against you again, Atlas, for striking down his friend. Uh, I'm going to say that hits. I think a 23 hit. Yeah, last I checked. It's pretty close. Let me check. C- yeah. Confirmed is okay. Wednesday. Um, so he's going he's gonna to take this maul and shove it like, uh, like a vertical thrust straight to your chest and do um, 11 damage. 11 and resistance does that help <clears throat> it, i mean yes resistance means you are going to take five instead 
And then I'm going to need you to strength saving throw, which you are good at. Shadow advantage on. Yeah, mm -hmm. so that's a 15. <clears throat> uh, the highest. Yeah, you're good. So um, <clears throat> you kind of like bolster your chest out like, ha, I killed Craig, and just take it straight on in the chest. And he like looks shocked that he's like, oh, that, that usually does something. <laughs> usually people move when I hit them with my giant hammer. Yeah, um, and so the elf, he's going to be last at bat, and um, now seeing that the caster he had previously shot at has ducked down, and you've taken down his friend, I think, I think, yeah, pissed off or not, he's going to take a shot at you. Um, even seeing his dwarfman friend not do any real damage to you, uh, I'm going to say... 16? It hits. <clears throat> okay. So he's going to hit you, and he's going to do some alleys. Oh, not a lot of alleys, as it turns out. Four, which is half. So you take two piercing damage. Um, and I think the same thing. I think the arrow, like, hits, and because you are um, just, like, rot with rage, it just kind of, like, bounces off of you. Almost mm. magical in nature. <laughs> uh... All right, Kristoff, top of the order, bud. Uh, so I think seeing this uh, this dwarfman um, distracted with the, with the raging barbarian that I really just met, uh, I'm gonna have my I'm gonna load up another bolt and I'm gonna try to put one right between his eyes. Okay. Uh, and that is gonna be a sixteen. Uh, that hits. That'll be the D eight. Uh, that's a that's a solid two plus the sneak attack damage, which is a solid six, eight damage. Yeah, so you put a bolt right in his head, right in his face. So you hey. release a bolt and it flies through and strikes him right between the eyes, and he just kind of falls over. And next this this pleases me. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you're a murderer. Uh, next is Rosa. Uh, no, defending. I try to give. I try to give him an out, man. Hey, you you classify this is whatever self you want. Hey, yeah. mur it, murder still, just justify. <laughs> no. no manslaughter. No, no. no self defense. <laughs> Don't self defense, -defense doesn't make it not murder. It's still the Take, act of murder. No, the the act is taking a life. Murder is the crime. You go ahead and do your turn, Rowan. While I'm I just Google. an orc <laughs> trying to get behind the world. <laughs> All right, well, those two are down. Hey, guys, it's your DM, Dwayne. I wanted to take a minute out of the episode to say thanks for listening. As always, you can go to Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook to follow us. Please follow us on Facebook. There's some stuff going on there, too. It's just as good as our Instagram, I swear. In fact, there's a little bit more content there. We're also cooking up some really cool giveaways. Like custom-made, can't-get-them-anywhere-else style giveaways. So you should really be checking out our Instagram and Facebook because I know those are coming up soon. I just don't have an exact date to give you. So teaser overload. Also, we would love to hear feedback on the episodes because we're putting a lot of work into them. And I know we're trying to do a couple different cool things, at least in our mind. So give us feedback, please, because we're trying to do it story mode slash real D&D talk at the same time. Uh, either way, I also want to say on the behalf of the guys, uh, thanks, guys. You guys are some of the best players to play with, and I don't think this podcast would be 
nearly as entertaining or uh, fun to do without you guys. So uh, thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the episode. I will rush the fancy named elf that I already forgot the name of. Okay. So cool. French. French? Some sort of French. It was like <laughs> it was like uh, bidet or something. Yeah. That's, oh yeah. That's that's what we're tracking. Bidet. Yeah, I'm attack the uh, bidet. So you run up to him to attack him? Yeah. Okay. Cool. You do that. Well, does a sixteen hit? Uh, let's check. It does. Oh, sweet. And I do a big six damage. Uh, yeah. So you run up and you poke him with your sword. So you. I would say poke him. You go to attack, and he shifts to the right, and so he takes a glancing blow. Uh, he doesn't love it. Good. And then I'm I'm gonna give some bardic inspiration to the barbarian rager. Okay. Uh, yeah. What do you say to him to inspire him? For Henry. For Henry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. And it's now Atlas's turn. So I. Uh... Strut on up two hands with with Willow, just bloody as can be. A big grin <laughs> Very, a nice jaunty little trip. Yeah, a little, little, little jaunt. And then uh, go to straight up attack. Okay. Okay. And remind me, the Bardic Inspiration is a 1d6 on a roll after the result? No, so the roll after happens. You before you know the yeah, result. Yeah, so you can mm-hmm. roll it. And you say, and determine. say you roll a 12. You can go, uh, do I want okay. more? I rolled a 12. I'm going to keep it because it's a 17. That's gonna. That should. That should work. Mm-hmm. That's that's kismet. I need to go do the lottery right now. Um, <laughs> All right. I screw this Let's podcast. Uh, yeah, that hits. Uh, okay, it's not great damage. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine damage. Uh, I mean, still lots of damage at this early level. Uh, so you you hit him pretty good right across his arm, and <laughs> he almost he starts to favor it as he leans in, and he's not looking great. And I want to say to him, this is your chance to give up. Yeah, I think he try. I think he does say. I think he responds to that and says, "Because uh, it's his uh, dwarf's dead." Yeah, it's his turn. So he says, uh, he like drops his bow and says, "Okay, okay, okay." Oh wait, no, that's nice voice. <clears throat> okay, okay, just don't hurt me. I-, I was just going along with Craig. He's crazy, man. Crazy dead. <laughs> <laughs> He hears so, that whisper. No, I, I would have to shout it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, He's yeah. still laying on the ground. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and oh, I mean, oh. so it's your choice. Like, so he's gonna try and convince you um, to like not kill him. Okay, boys, gather around because I'm not the smartest, and so I will let you decide if. Uh... Do what? <laughs> uh, he, I'm very far back here. He, he said he wants to give up, but I'm just not sure of his intentions. Oh, I'll come up there then. He's a fucking coward. Nice. What? So do they run up, or am I just like I'm just yeah. hanging out with Will? Well, I mean, I like up. Rowan was next to you anyways because he had just stabbed him. Yeah. I like put away my crossbow and I walk up there. Uh, and uh, uh, the elf. No, I, I please, please let me go. How much gold do you have on you? I I don't have any. Why do you think we were in the tavern trying to get gold? Craig carries our gold. We do not need any gold. I'm gonna I go wanna, get I'll, gold I'll, from from him. From... <laughs> uh, okay. This is, this is not a matter of extortion. These gentlemen, they are the ones who extort. They prey upon the weak. 
this one will answer to the Magisters. Are we the Magisters? We are not. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I want to search Craig for gold. <laughs> okay. You, uh, you find 20 gold on Craig. I'll take the one and the 19. Thank you, Craig. Now I know you followed Craig, and I know I was on his list. I was top of Craig's list. Now, <laughs> uh, uh, now, uh, to, to be honest, Craig can't write, um, but I'm pretty sure he's more angry at the singing fellow. That super adds up. But you're gonna meet your due, your due justice with the magistrates. I, I, oh, okay. I don't I'm care about sure Craig's missed encounters. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Craig, he was always trying to steal from people or sell old furniture for a tidy profit. Uh, I mean, he, he's not going to fight you guys back because the other option is death. So he kind of just shrugs and says, ah, well, it's better than dying, I guess. Uh, give me your crossbow or yeah, whatever weapon he's using. I mean, he threw the bow on the ground. Like, okay, I want to pick it up so he doesn't try anything. And your yeah. shoes. And your shoes. Uh, okay, so he like kneels down and with one arm um, unties his shoes because he's favoring the other arm that's now missing a giant chunk from an axe. I'm sorry about that, but uh, you should have attacked. Uh, I hey, mean... Atlas, do you, do you know how to use that bow there? Uh, I don't, but I was, uh, if you do, you could certainly have it. I just want this fellow to uh, use it against us. That's fair. I'm gonna just put my crossbow at him and be like, somebody search him for hidden weapons. You could have a dagger or something. We have a nice pat down. Okay, uh, roll a perception check as you search him. Or an investigation check, excuse me. Well, if he has something, I probably didn't find it. It's a seven. I touched his back and was like, yeah, he's clean. <laughs> no, I, I think I think he, like, spreads out one arm and you walk around him and, like, you kind of just give him a glance. Like, looks clear. <laughs> like, I don't think I need to touch him. Looks fine. I don't blame you. But we got to keep an eye on this one. Why don't we just have him completely stripped naked? I mean, I'm not so much into elf wing. <laughs> I, I appreciate that I can well, keep my clothes. He'll be in front of us so we don't have to see it. I do favor Elf Bottom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we escort him back to town. Yeah, we're back naked. Okay, so you guys. Uh, oh, uh, you all gained 300 experience, by the way. Well, oh, no, nice. excuse me, 200 experience. Oh, still pretty high. Yeah. Yeah. You, you stuck in ambush. Yeah, you guys only killed two of them. So, uh, I will. I'll do this. I'll give you 250 for the cleverness of. Uh, of our cleverosity. Well, just taking him hostage instead of straight up killing him. Uh, Atlas, you had the exact same experience as Kristoff, uh, so whatever Kristoff is at, you're at that now. Uh, which then, will put you at the princely sum of 700 and one half. And then um, Rowan is 50 experience further than everyone else. So. Correct. But he's the chosen one. He is the, he's the chosen one! Um, okay, so you guys Ooh, walk, you guys walk um, further and it's starting to get darker um but you 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 see the town you can see the wall and the the two towers stand tall over the walls guards posted on each tower standing vigilant over the coastal town of oxbane you can see the gentle light of stir of excuse me of torches 
filled the night sky and the stir of the town as it echoes over the walls into the fields as you approach. And as you approach, there's, um, unless you were going to stop before that. I was going to, like, hail the guards. Yeah, I was about to say. Uh, that's what I was about yeah. to do. Uh, so you run into, um, <clears throat> as you're, like, a pro- like walking a guy point blank, um, there's a guard, and his name is, I already had a guard. Guard number one. Yeah, no. Um, so the guard, a half-elf soldier, uh, walks up to you and um, the guard, the guard's garb, and you can see the uh, the sigil of the town. And he uh, says, uh, what do you have here? Uh, I'm going to take the elf's clothes, like I'm going to take his shirt and I'm going to rip a strip off of it. And I'm going to take that and I'm going to tie it as a bow around his neck and I'm going to do my most flagrant bow and I'm just going to uh, say a gift for Magister Tressel from Christoph Shindo uh, okay did this guy do something wrong oh he's super a criminal so we don't he's do a... slave trades here nope no, not slave trade bandit <laughs> bandit criminal cleaning up his streets uh... compliments Christoph Shindo and the boys uh, and then you hear a ta- you hear a guard from the tower go. Zarinois. That yes, looks like Renoir. Yes, it's Renoir. It's yes, it's it's uh, Craig's friend. They they ambushed us in the woods for our money. I fucking hate Craig. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. But th- he's dead now. I killed him. Oh, correction. I killed him. That's and, true. And he killed so him. I helped. That guard says, "Hey, hey, Chiringa, Chiringa." Take him home. Take him to the guard tower place. Chiringa. And uh, like so Chiringa, the half elf guard, also an artist on Instagram. Um, Hit him up, Chiringa tunes. Yep, Chiringa uh. underscore tune. Go hit him up. There's posts of ours that they did sweet, sweet fan art. Um, and so Chiringa like grabs this guy and says, uh, <clears throat> "Okay, I'll let my captain know that you guys brought him in. I, I appreciate the hard work." And she begins to walk him out, and as, as or he begins to walk him out, and as he does so, another guard kind of comes down from the guard tower and takes his space. And there's so only, there's only one place for weary adventurers. The, the Red We'll keep the light on. Okay, so you guys want to go to the inn and rest? Of course. Okay. Yeah, that'd be lovely. Cool. So you guys, yeah. um, we'll just we'll just uh head there. So you guys go to the Red Roof Inn and kind of pop in, and it's. It's busy, because uh, it's nighttime. That's kind of where people go for entertainment. Um, I believe they have a band there. I can't remember, though. Let me just check the notes here. Um, excuse me. But either way, so you go into the Red Roof Inn, and you see everybody drinking and having a good time. And, you know, you now can get a room. What uh, time of year is it? Uh, it's gonna be, uh, fall, so it's just, just starting mm. to get chilly. Oh, fantastic. Then I would like to order some mulled wine. Mmm. Uh, okay, cool. So... I'll have a rainbow bowl. Oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> Is that one of the things that's like a fish bowl with like eight different colors and a bunch of chunks of fruit in it? It is now. 
Okay. I mean, I think this is a fantasy D&D, so I think it's a bowl full of actual rainbow prisms from fucking the ethereal plane. <laughs> it is. It's exactly that. So as you walk up, you notice that um, the barkeep is super tall. In fact, he's 11 foot tall, and he's kind of like you know, crunched up. And um, he's a Goliath, uh, for the characters of you who are hey. familiar with that. And uh, so when you come up and order the wine, he... Um, he he uh didn't mold sorry mold wine right mold wine mm-hmm. yeah so he hands you this cup and you notice that this cup is so tiny in his giant giant hand <laughs> and you exchange uh, currency for it but and... it's regular size in my hand right yeah but it's regular size in your hand. <laughs> okay, no it's, it's <laughs> tiny in yours too it's, it's totally... like an optical illusion where you're yeah. just like selling people drinks yeah. for like <laughs> you're like wait a minute you gotta you gotta pinky out to hold it correctly um and so he he says your wine. I thank you, sir. Of course. I know you don't serve tables, so that's why I came to the bar. I appreciate that. <laughs> I know how it works now, and you're clever. I tip him. Okay. He he looks super <laughs> appreciative. He takes that tiny little currency and puts it in this giant bag that just looks empty as you put it in there. <laughs> just, it makes no noise. There's no cheek. Yeah, yeah, it's just <laughs> all. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, so you guys want to get rooms? You guys can uh, super do that. Yes. How oh, much? Yes. Oh, how much room here, for the right? night? What? Doesn't Atlas live here? Uh, yeah, he has a room in the Not forge. Above. No, no, no. I have a room at the uh, place where I work above that place. Not at the Red yeah, Roof. Yeah. Why are you staying at the inn if it's your shop is in the town? He goes. I'll pay for I just want to be close <laughs> to you guys. He goes. I want to be like everybody else. Staycation, baby. Yeah. Uh, actually, uh, if you guys want to stay with me, we might have s- some extra rooms. Uh, I could ask Yog. He might have some space. Oh, hard pass. I need a bath, mon frere. <laughs> Free works oh, for me. My name is Atlas. Uh, okay. Yes, it is. And I pat him on the head. <laughs> so, um, the, the Goliath barkeep says, uh, uh, room's gonna be two gold. I hand him two gold. Perfect. Uh, he phone. gives you uh, he gives you a iron key for the room. And oh, if it's uh, only two, yeah, I want a room then. If it's only two gold. I mean, you can just play. For you could just it. play like, that's for your whole it. Stick. Uh, yeah, I don't want to though. I'm super oh, embarrassed that I don't know fair. how to play this loot. Oh, okay, that's oh, fair. He's gonna spend all night in the room practicing. And he goes, yeah. he goes, uh, you you with the with the instrument, you want to play? You can have a room for free. Mmm. I would like to give you two gold. Oh, I didn't do the voice. I would like to give you two gold and play in my room. Uh, uh, he, like, scratches his head. And as he scratches his head, you just hear the thick, like, from this giant like scratching his head. Fucking leather coat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he goes, ah, uh, I mean, all right. And he takes your gold and hands you an iron key for a room on the second floor. Yes. Okay, so you guys go up. Stairs uh, and... I'm not done. No. I'm not, I, I, I want them to leave, but I have business to attend to. Uh, okay, so what does everybody else want to do while um, Christoph wants to attend to his business? Uh, uh, I'll go check in wants. with Yarg and see if any of my wares have my shovels have sold. <laughs> any of my numerous shovels. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, so you, you head towards the uh, the golden, um, golden hammer. Hammer. Yep, and uh, what do you want to do with your time? there Rowan um 
how many rooms are on the second floor? Uh, when you go up there, you see about half a dozen on the second floor. Okay. Um, I just kind of want to, like, stand by, listen, see if I can tell which ones are occupied. Uh, yeah, the first three on the right are occupied, and th so the ones on the left are empty. <laughs> okay, good. So then I'll just go to my room for now and diddle with the loot. Uh, you know what? You call it what you call it, bro. So you go into your room and <laughs> you, say, you play with your loot. Um, uh, alright. So Devin makes his way with the Golden Hammer. Uh, Kristoff, or excuse me, Atlas, because of the Golden Hammer. Kristoff, uh, what would you like to do now that everyone has vacated the... Uh, I'm, I'm gonna speak to the bartender and I'm, and I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna slide him a shiny gold piece. Okay. And I'm because I tipped him with like a copper earlier. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> now, now I'm gonna slide him a shiny gold piece, and I'm gonna be like, "Yes, I, I'm looking for some information. Could you assist with that?" Uh, he looks at the gold piece and goes, "I can try." Uh, what's your name, friend? Ah, my friends call me Winslow. Winslow, noble Winslow. I have a question for you. I recently uh have had some some favor and i uh i was wondering is there is there a bank in town he kind of um scratches his beard and goes uh i'm not sure what you're asking uh somebody where i could exchange uh currency for a letter of credit he goes mm, well you could probably do that at the black uh no Sorry, guys, I'm reading notes and trying to talk, and that's a bad idea. If I do that at the bank. Uh, he goes, <laughs> over at Citibank. He says, you could go to the Golden Buckle, <laughs> but there's some seedy folk. Or you could go to Lead Church, and I'm sure that the high priest would give you a note. He doesn't typically hold money, but I don't see why he wouldn't for a fee. The church always needs money. Not enough people donating to the cause, you see. And it's a real shame. Uh, in addition to that, what, what can you tell me about Magister Tressel or his wife? <laughs> Lady Tressel. He says, I suppose that depends how much time do you have. I have as much time as required. I know she frequents this establishment, and I thought someone in your position would probably know a thing or two, particularly about the lady. Well, Mrs. Tressel, she's a lady of the town. She's always here, and she's always in the golden buckle, getting drunk with the common folk. I wonder if she even likes her husband, honestly. But that's not for me to judge. Oh, she's beautiful. If Lady Tressel were to have any enemies, God forbid, who would you say they were? He says, um, <clears throat> he kind of gets sheepish and looks around and he gets quiet and he goes, look, I don't, I don't want any trouble. Uh, but if you, if you want to know information like that, you can go see Mr. Eckenbar at the Golden Buckle. Eckenbar, yes, good. And then I just have one last question for you. I'm looking for someone of a high station who could be uh, malaligned. Uh, somebody who uh, could possibly infirmed. Uh, what can you tell me of, of, the, of the locality here? He says, uh, oh, 
Uh, listen, I don't, I don't know a bunch about malalignin and, and and junk, but uh, it sounds like someone who was someone who was cuckoo crazy pants. Oh, cuckoo crazy pants. Oh, yeah. If you want to see someone cuckoo crazy, you go see Findle. He's cuckoo. Where could I find him? Oh, yeah, he's in the keep with all the magic things. I see. I see. I thank you very much for your time, Winslow, and uh, don't spin this all in one place. And I and I pass him the gold coin. And he uh, takes it and he says, uh, oh, "I appreciate it." And he puts oh, it. In. I I actually pull out one more gold coin. I go, and of course, your utmost discretion above what we've spoken about tonight. And so he takes it and goes, and puts it in the bag carefully and goes, "I was gonna say the same to you." Dink, and just puts it in the bag. I was never here. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? Uh, okay, uh, Atlas. I, I assume we'll we'll come back if you want to do more. Sure. Uh, do Atlas. So you go to Golden Hammer, and it's it's late. <laughs> and as you approach, you hear the familiar uh, clanking uh, away. You know that uh, Yarg is still um, working late in the uh, forge. Yarg, you still in here? And he like stops banging, and he goes. <clears throat> He stops banging on the metal, and he goes, Atlas, my boy! Welcome back. I assume you uh, took care of your family. Oh, we took care of them. They're, they're, Teresa and her mom, they're safe. They're, their mom and dad, they're, they're just as safe as they can be. Um, yeah, the, the boys I was with that helped out, they're staying back at the uh, Red Roof Inn. You're familiar with it. So they leave the light on. Always, yeah. I'm... Uh, so I just wanted to see if any of my shovels had sold while I was gone. He uh, he looks at you, looks at the pile of shovels, and goes... Ah. Sorry, it's hard to tell. I never counted them. <laughs> he goes, that, uh, the pile might have gotten smaller, but honestly, I've just been throwing them in with other deals. So uh, I, I guess my, what's my cut this week, y'all? Uh, it's the same as it is every week. You don't work Which on commission. Is... I don't... <laughs> Uh, he hands you uh, five gold for the week's work. Fuck. Well, thank you, Yog. Isn't that the five gold that you owe me upon completion of that? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> I don't know. Let me just and, he, and he says, uh, uh, everything turn all right? Well, I guess if you mean my mom and pops are alive, then yes. Yes, I, it did. I guess but as long as you feel good about that. I, I do. <laughs> Oh, perfect, my boy. I... So uh, anyway, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go hit the hay and uh, uh, maybe go talk to the guys in the morning. So I won't be at work tomorrow. But it seems like I got enough shovels that'll it'll hold off for a while. He says, actually, actually, uh, I, it would be great if before you ran off in the morning, you could help me with a little bit of the forging. Uh, you, I mean, you've been here long enough that you know that torrential forgery is not easy to do alone. Yeah, okay, okay. Uh, whatever you need, Yogg. Oh, great. It's the least you can do, taking the day off and such. Go get some rest. Okay. <laughs> and before you even leave the room, you hear the, the clinking of metal again. Uh, alright. Let's go back to Rowan. Do you want to do anything else before going Betty Bye? Nope. Just diddling the not fiddle. Okay. Cool. So, uh, you've been with it long enough. You took a short rest, and now that you're resting, um, you're gonna 
I assume you want to attune to the, the loot. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, just for everyone at home, so the loot is a magical item, um, it's, and him being attuned to it and using it as his casting focus, once per day he can play the loot to use one bardic inspiration die. Uh, this At this point, that bardic inspiration die will affect up to three targets. Uh, so it kind of expands his uh, bardic abilities a little bit. Um, all right, so you're gonna go to Betty Bye. How about you, Kristoff? Betty Bye, or do you got some more stuff you want to do? Uh, I have so much to do now. Um, I need to head to the Golden Buckle. Uh, okay, cool. So you head to the Golden Buckle, and you. Uh, uh, the uh, as I enter, I'm keeping an eye out for Lady Trezzle. Uh, so you, uh, you approach the Golden Buckle, and it is run down. It's still respectable, but where the red roof in is clearly upkept and the outside's been cleaned um you can tell that like there's moss growing on the outside of the walls the door's a little dingy and when you enter in uh you don't see lady trestle um but you see a rougher crowd as you enter the golden buckle um there's no music but there's a lot of uh talk and people are playing cards and dice games um and that's where you're at uh, I'm going to uh, I assume there's there's some central point uh, somebody who's the proprietor of the There's a bar, yeah. There's a bar at the back. Um, I'm going to go approach the barkeep and I'm going to say, um, "Excuse me, good sir. I, I've been told this would be the place to seek a a letter of credit." Uh, so the man turns around and he's got a strong jaw, and the on the right side of his face is this large scar going from his high cheekbone down to his neck. And he has jet black hair, like down to his shoulders, and he says, um, and it's a, it's a human. And he says, <clears throat> we definitely do credit. Uh, I, I'm not looking to, to borrow money. I'm looking to exchange uh, currency for a letter of credit. Uh, well, I can hold on to your gold. And he kind of like stretches and he cracks. If that's what you're looking for. <laughs> And the letter of credit would be redeemable at other such establishments. Oh, uh, yeah, but I'm going to have to take a little off the top, right? You're aware of that. Uh, yeah, 20%. Yeah, yeah, that is extortion. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, he kind of like flexes his arm. He goes, ah, keep your gold safe. People know that old Orin, he's good for what he says. Maybe we'll address this now. Uh, uh, would you like to borrow some? Reasonable no, rates. <laughs> you are one thousand percent Gaelic. I can, I can. You have a tattooed on your forehead. <laughs> uh, what did you call me? No, uh, I, perhaps you can assist me. I'm looking for uh, a gentleman named uh, Eckenbar. And he he looks around and goes, "Who wants to know?" Uh, my name is Christoph Shindo. Pleasure to meet you. Nice to meet you, sir. And why do you want Mr. Eckenbar? Uh, I would like to propose a uh, proposition that I believe will be mutually beneficial for both of us. Oh, yeah. Let me just deliver the message. What's the proposition? I'm afraid it's of a private nature. Oh, I'm afraid Mr. Eckenbar is a private man. 
as is Mr. Shindo. Uh, I, I, if he would like to meet with me, that's uh, that's uh, that's very well and dandy. But if he would like to decline this, one hundred percent beneficial to him and beneficial to me, business arrangement. That's I mean that's his prerogative. I, uh, you know, I, I can't say speak for the boss, but uh, if I knew a little bit more, I could probably tell you whether he would like to meet with you or not. I would be taking considerable risk. Uh, to even mention the nature of the deal, if you understand. And he looks around, he goes, does this establishment look like a place without risk? I consider it to be a family-friendly atmosphere. <laughs> he kind of gives you an eye, he goes, I don't know what kind of family you had, boy, but... Oh, it's a fucked up one. My brother tried to murder me. Hmm. I wonder, was he onto something there? Maybe you should have said more than you did. That's super fair. Anywho, uh, if if you could just pass the message on to Mr. Eckenbar that we have uh, a foe in common. And he, he kind of like rubs his chin and goes, I can tell you, Mr. Eckenbar has lots of those. But if you could just, yeah, drop that name. And you can whisper, you can tell just me, you can write it on a piece of paper. But if I can tell him who you're trying to, uh, you know, friend of a friend kind of deal. Um, I might be able to get you that meeting. And he, like, slides a sheet of paper and a pencil in front of you, or, like, a oh, writing that's pencil. No way, no way, no. You know, I, you, know, I, uh, to you, buddy. I'm trying to get you this meeting, because I know he's a businessman. He very much is all about making more gold. Uh, I believe you're right. Um, and so, you can tell him that the name of whom I would like to discuss this with is, and I pull out ten gold pieces, and I lay them on the counter, and I say the name of whatever royal figure from antiquity exists on the face of the golden coin in the realm. Uh, they're, they're like blank gold coins, just FYI. Oh, Benjamin Franklin. And he, <laughs> and he kind of looks at you and he goes, ah. And he like slowly scoops the gold towards him. Like to like kind of give you that like, this is a bribe, yes. This is, this is a need that meeting. Yep. So he do. pulls all that gold in and puts it in a pouch and puts it in his pocket and goes, and then puts his right, right hand out and goes, or an Eckenbar. Got him. Christoph Shindo, still. Nice to meet you. So, you said you had an enemy, huh? Yeah. (laughs) I was wondering... His name's Salty Jones. (laughs) I was wondering how far... (laughs) I appreciate your rules. Like I said, it's it's a place, not a place without risk. Uh, how about we do this? I appreciate your ruse. How about you get me some old wine and we'll go talk this over in private? And he goes, uh, look, I can't do it now. I have a bar to run, but I can talk to you tomorrow when I'm not staffing the bar. Unless you want to discuss it now. I, I do not want to discuss it in public. Um, but I. So he puts down could, the drink for you as you're talking? Yeah, if I could get that for the road, that would be just lovely. Um... All right, well, now that I'm 10 gold light, the 20% will be a little bit lighter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do some quick math here. 
Um, I would like a letter of credit uh, in the amount of... You're making me do math on a podcast. I mean, you can just pick it. Like, Oh, I so I want to... I'll deal with I the have, 20% or whatever. I have 216 we'll gold. Okay. Well, you have I 200. Want... Is that after you paid up your, your dues? Yes, I okay. I play I, I, all the drinks, okay. my room, the bribes, Okay. 216 Do you want to put all of it in? I do not. I want to retain uh, 30 gold. Okay, you Actually, want to re- I want to retain I want to retain 50 gold. All right, you want to retain 50. Okay, cool. I can deal with that for you. Um, so you're going to hold on to 50 and put 166 in and then we're going to take that cut. Um, so you're going to have a you're going to have a note for 133 because I'm rounding. I'm rounding up in your favor to be fair. Oh, I was rounding up out of his favor. I gave him, yeah, I used the calculator, and then it's 132.8, so I rounded up. So you ha- he, uh, he, you hand him this stack of gold, and he goes, ah, well, this, the 20% is still a thing. I understand. It's, it's, and, and I, it's actually in a, uh, a small lockbox. Um, so here you go. Uh, you just hold on to that. <laughs> he, he goes, this is perfect, and puts it below the, <laughs> the, the tire. <laughs> Don't even need to lock it. Uh, and he quickly scrawls out a note, and um, from below the bar, he pulls out a seal, and um, he takes his left hand and kind of heats up the, the seal, and stamps it, and wax, a wax seal comes across, a golden buckle wax seal, which is just like uh, a buckle on just, the note. Just to be uh, clear, this can be only cashed in by me, correct? He said, if that's what you want, and that's, he like, that's what I would, that's what I'd have him write it up. As, and yeah. so he adds that because he just did like a note, like this yeah. note gets you 133 gold, and so he puts your name on it. Okay. Uh, and he and asks I, you to sign it. I, I do sign it, um, and I do want to check it for obviously any signs of deceit because this fool me once, shame <laughs> yeah, on me. Yeah, sure. So roll a um, roll an investigation check. Yeah, sure thing. Uh, that's gonna be uh, 15. Yeah, it's super real. It's super We're, solid. Yeah. I wish you would have rolled five so I could say, yeah, you believe it's real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you can say, well, well, we can talk tomorrow. Just come around. Come around noon, a uh, little after. I'd be happy to talk. I do have one last question for you, just uh, since we are entering into more than one of the agreements. He goes, I'll take uh, that 10 gold as a you know, consulting fee. Uh, what can you tell me of a man named Finley? Uh, Depends. What's your business with him? I have none. No curiosity. Oh, he's... He's nuts, man. We may have discussed him more on the morrow, but I, sh- I shall meet you then. Uh, good luck. Godspeed. And I go back to my room and okay. see... Uh, much cleaner establishment. Yeah, no, no, for sure. I'm tracking that. Uh, uh, I, I stop in. Uh, I ask Winslow for some hot water, or a bath. Okay. Yeah, he he provides that. He provides. Uh, well, what he says is he goes, he says, uh, yeah, no, for sure. If you just want to, uh, if you want to flag down the barmaid, she'll take care of you. Uh, her name is. Oh, I always forget her name. Lovely girl. This is certainly not the DM looking for notes. Not at all. Ah, uh, fucking hey, dude. 
Oh right, we're in the red roof band. Let's please. Her name is Marion. She's barmaid Marion. Go, go look for Allison. <laughs> She'll take care of you. And he motions to uh, a, an elf with a long blonde hair and, uh, with long blonde hair and a thick braid. I you say thick beard. I was terrified. Um, uh, excuse me, Alice. Yes. Uh, could I trouble you for some for some hot water to to draw a bath? Oh, of course, of course. And she uh, runs off and. In a few minutes, comes back with a giant, uh, like a giant. She's like struggling to carry. Oh, thing. I help her. I help her carry. And and uh, so she walks it up, and she goes, oh, "Yeah, this is a nice place." And you're like walking the stairs. She goes, "She goes. Luckily, you actually have a tub in your room here." And she like kind of leans it over to you and goes, "I hope you have it from there." Oh, I do. Thank you very much, Alice. And you have yourself a wonderful night. Thanks. And then uh, she storms back down, or not storms, uh, goes back downstairs. <laughs> angrily that guy was so nice <laughs> I just like look I appreciate the look on my fellow, fellow podcasters face as they realize that I'm not going to sleep with Alex uh, I do mm. appreciate that today. take that D&D community at large and then I, I have a bath and maybe some, some snacks our adventurers handily dispatch Craig and his dwarven buddy. But Renoir, that's Renoir, he finds himself alive and to live another day. They find themselves back inside of Oxbane. There they are intending to meet with Findle the Mad. But instead they go around town, getting a bearing for the town, meeting new people. And that Kristoff, what does he have planned exactly? Ugh, I suppose we'll find out next time. <clears throat>